Welcome to the one-year anniversary of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. We're excited to dig into what we learned from this past year. Lots of wins, lots of learning, lots of lessons. We're going to dig into that here today in this episode. You're going to want to tune in, buckle your seatbelt, because we're going to dig into what has been historically a year that we'll always remember throughout our history. Dr. Steven, I know that you're excited to dig in as well. Oh, yeah, man. This was a great episode. So much fun. Uh, you know, We're recording this intro after having just put that in the can. That was just fantastic. Wait till you, wait till you hear what we've got for you today. If you're a note taker, you're going to want to press pause right now. Go grab your notebook and a pencil uh, because you're gonna, your takeaways today, you got pages of takeaways and nuggets from, from today's episode. And what I'm going to ask you a, a favor here as our anniversary gift is if you've been enjoying the, uh, episode, the episodes, if you've been enjoying this podcast and our message, uh, if you think of others today during this, write their initials down next to your notes and please refer them to this podcast. Refer them. If you know other chiropractors that you know would absolutely benefit from this message, we ask you, turn them on to the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Thanks in advance. Thank you for an awesome year of listenership. We have so much fun doing this. We love this work and we look forward to an awesome year ahead. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. This one's a special one. I'm your host, Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. We're thrilled to be with you on this, our anniversary episode. That's right, guys. It's been one year we are so pumped for today, uh, the conversation that we're going to have today. I really believe that just inviting you into this conversation as you've journeyed with us, whether this is your first episode or you've made it through 52 or somewhere in between, we are just so thrilled to be journeying with you and to celebrate with you. This is a year in and we're going to be sharing about lessons learned over the last year in business and life. I can't wait to dig into today's episode. I know so many of you have have learned so much and been through so much in this past year. What a wild year we've been through between 2019 and 2020, mid-year. Mid it's been wild, and we're just so thankful and grateful for the opportunity to journey with you. So thank you so much for tuning in. Doc, I know you have a few things that you want to say and share with our awesome, awesome listeners. Uh, yeah, I'm going to just start by saying happy anniversary, Dr. Pete, man. What a joy. What a pleasure to work with such a professional brother. Cheers to that, man. Just couldn't, couldn't ask for a better partner in this project. So, man, I love you. And you just do such an awesome job. You just have such a heart for our listeners and for chiropractic and for humanity. So what a pleasure and a privilege to work alongside you, man. Thanks to the rest of the team, our team out back that makes us look like pros. We just love you guys and appreciate you. And man, it takes a village, right? So we've got a really big and important project here in the Remarkable CEO. This is really worthwhile work and we, we don't do this alone. You know, we travel as a, as a crew and I just want to recognize everybody and thank them for all that they do. They do it with such excellence, such commitment to getting better outcomes for our people, which is what it's all about. It's such an outcome driven organization. So I love you guys and I thank you for that. So yeah, man, what a year. Oh my gosh. Can you believe this year? Like the last 12 months? I mean, what a blessing. If you're a content creator, you know, I think the only people that are happier than podcasters are the uh, Saturday Night Live crew, <laughs> you know, the writers for Saturday Night Live. You talk about having material to work with. What an incredible year, man. What an opportunity for us to just revisit. Let's look back over the last 12 months. I'd love to use this time our anniversary 
to look back and say, you know, what were our lessons learned? Like, what were our takeaways? Like, I got a bag of tricks here and <laughs> that I want to go through that I'm just like, oh my goodness, what a fast forward button 2019 to 2020 was so far. I'm super excited to see what's ahead because I just find that this is, has been an incredible opportunity as a leader to just get incredible experience and opportunity to just grow next level. We always talk about the last, the now, and the next, and the ultimate. Man, talk about the fast forward button this year, just getting to the next level of leadership. So Dr. Pete, I'm excited to hear your stories and I got a few of my own. Yeah, I'm looking forward to digging in here today. And I also want to thank you, Doc, for just the way that you show up. You know, I've had the opportunity to come to your home. Uh, you've invited me into your home to see you, know, you, Camilla, Dr. Camilla, your amazing children, Sam and Emma. I've had the, the privilege of coming to your home. And, you know, when you get to work with somebody, that's one thing. But then when you actually see their life, that's another thing. And sometimes, you know, we talk about in, in remarkable practice, we say our premise is you can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life and not instead of one. That's a big idea. And so when you actually encounter someone and their life, right, it's one thing to go to their office and be like, all right, all right, I see it. Uh, it's not another thing to see someone at a seminar and they show up and they look good and their team's ready and they got their best outfits and they're looking good and everybody's saying the right things. It's another thing to go in somebody's world. And what I love about you, Doc, and your family is number one, the humanness of your home and just the reality of in it, doing it, doing life, like doing kids with friends and kids with issues and dealing with, you know, all the things of life and making meals and, you know, cutting down, you know, trees in the yard and working out and do it, doing life. And so I'm just so thankful to have been invited into your world, but also to witness and to see firsthand the reality of, you know, this isn't just some cool idea like, hey, what, what's the best way that we can market to chiropractors? It's like, oh, I got a cool idea. Let's say you could have a remarkable practice and a remarkable life. That's a good one. Yeah, let's do that. It's like, no, dude, that's, that's, freaking, that's freaking BS, dude. That's not, this is, this is not some marketing strategy. This is a life strategy. This is a, this is like, if you don't get this, you will look at your life at the end of your life and like, damn, I missed it. We don't want you to look, look, you know what they say? And you look back when you get to your deathbed, it's like only a few things that really matter. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be the people that surround you. It's going to be the legacy you leave behind. So you know what, guys, here's what I'm going to say. I don't give a, what, you know, you're busy doing. If you're not doing what matters most, it's time to change things up. And one of the things that I witnessed, you know, with you, Doc, and just being in your house and being in your family, it's like, you know what? The things that matter most, that's what we're focused on. And that's how we, that drives our decisions in our business. That drives the decisions that we make because we value these things in our life. And I'll be honest, man, I had it backwards. I had it backwards. As a chiropractor who was on a mission, who wants to change the world. Absolutely. I had it backwards. I thought somehow I could fit life into my big mission in my business. I tried to squeeze it in. And I'll be honest, man, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You've got to figure out a way that it works where your life and your business complement each other. And Doc, you do such a good job of that. And my hope and prayer is that our listeners, by listening to this podcast, the concept of being a CEO, don't miss, don't miss that one. Don't, don't, don't miss what that is. It's not some executive that sits in an office. No, 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 no. It is an identity shift. It's a behavioral shift. It's, it is an inside-out transformation. It is so much more profound than some title. It's not a title. We simply use that as a title because I think most people can wrap their heads around it. 
I love Kevin McCarthy's work. He says CLO, Chief Leadership Officer. I love that. I love that. I, I was rocked by his first books, you know, the on-purpose business, on-purpose person. Chief Leadership Officer, I was like, oh, he's like, oh, CEO? That's old school. CLO, that's the, doc- that's the doctor of the future, leader of the future. I'm like, dang, he's exactly right. But here's the thing. It is an absolute transformation from the in- inside out. And like all great chiropractors teach, it's from above down inside out. And that's why the, we're getting up into the heart and head and belief systems, hopefully on these podcasts to say, hey, 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 it's remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. That's a big deal. That's a big idea. And I love how you demonstrate it, Doc. I have visibility that not everybody else does, but I do. And I have in the last few years, and I'm so grateful for it. So I want you guys to know who you're listening to. And that it's not just like some cool idea, like, oh, let's do a podcast because podcasts are a cool way to reach people or whatever. No, they are. And I I love podcasts. We personally, you and I, Doc, we actually are podcast listeners. (laughs) So that was like, it was natural for us to want to do one. We're like, well, we love them. (laughs) So let's do one because we already consume it, the information this way. So it was very natural for us to launch it a year ago because we both had a passion for podcasts because, I mean, I literally listened to a podcast this morning. Before we even got to this podcast, I was listening to some other podcasts, right? So it's just, it's what we do. So it, it felt like it was so aligned with our values and the way we live life, which is exactly what it, the remarkable practice is all about. It's a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life and not instead of one. So doc, I just want to celebrate you and the vision that God gave you and you saying yes to that and not stopping, even though there's lots of things that come against you, you continue to press in and now look at the people that have surrounded you, you've surrounded yourself with. And look at the amazing lives that have been transformed. So I'm grateful for you, man. I also want to celebrate you, you know, publicly to our audience. Yeah. Thank you. So this anniversary episode has quickly degenerated into a mutual admiration society. <laughs> so man, I know I, I love you, bro. And I appreciate you and right back at you. So love doing life with you, not just working with you and you and your beautiful family, your gaggle of children and your wonderful wife, Mary. I mean, it's just, you guys have got it. You've got it dialed in. You've got it nailed. And, you know, you talk about, you know, you had it backwards. We all had it backwards, right? So you can't get it forwards until you do it backwards first, right? So we always say we're like teaching from scar tissue. So I want to make sure everybody hears that loud and clear. (laughs) Everyone walks with a limp and that limp comes from having done it wrong in the past. So remarkable does not imply perfect. You know, that's one of our taglines in TRP. Remarkable does not imply perfect, right? And, you know, when we look back at this period of our lives, this this last 12 months, what a remarkable period of time, right? So, and remarkable will not imply perfect. You know, when we look back and we talk about 2019 into 2020, you know, 2019 itself, man, probably best year ever. (laughs) If you were going to press me and say, how was that? It was like best year ever. Personally, you know, my children thriving, my marriage just rocking. Camilla was had, had a health challenge in the beginning of the year that was incredibly intense. <laughs> you know, it's just like an acute situation that, you know, I almost lost my love of my life, you know, after 26 years of being together. And man, that just rocked me and changed the frame in my brain of this freak thing that happened to her that, you know, almost took her away from us, which just shifted me, just rocked me to my core. And I just pledged that was in January and into February of 2019. I'm like, I'm going to make this, you know, shift and this move next level, even take this thing next level and, you know, rock in our marriage and our relationship, our friendship, the time with our family, et cetera. So there was an amplifier put on that. So even that incredibly challenging and scary time just turned it into the best year ever. And then for the business, 
I mean, we were just crushing, right? So crushing it. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit about that because it's really super important. It's like what led to the crushing, you know, it wasn't just because the economy was awesome. It was the perfect storm of awesome things, right? So the, at the end of the day, yes, we had the best economy in the history of the planet. You know, we just so happened to have positioned ourselves so perfectly to be meeting the needs of a community of chiropractors who were ready to turn their job into a business, to take themselves from laborer to leader, right? To go from being an owner operator to a CEO. And when we brought that definition of like the four seasons of the chiropractic career, that brought a framework, a language to the conversation that was lacking in chiropractic. We brought order where there was great disorder and that allowed us all to settle into our places and get clarity. And you know, clarity is the greatest accelerant. So that accelerated 2019 so beautifully you know, the clarity determines how far and how fast we go, right? So if that four seasons of the chiropractic career was the framework that really served as not just a foundation, but a catapult for all of us to really just grow the business and reach more people, right? So, you know, our purpose statement in the remarkable practice is to restore health. And we do that through our tribe, right? So we restore health, not just to communities through our doctors and their teams, but we restore the health of the relationships of the doctors with their teams, the doctors with their families, the doctors with themselves, right? It's restoring health. There's so many levels to that. And 2019 was the year that we proclaimed it's the double, double, right? So we were like, we just doubled the business in 2018 to 19. And we claimed a double, double again. And the double, double was doubling the impact. In other words, doubling the value we were going to deliver to the world through our remarkable doctors and then double the revenue. And we're talking about multiple seven figure business. So when you're saying to your team, double, double, what it does is it codifies the mission and it's so important. And that was the lesson that I want to pull from the success of 2019 into 2020 was how important it is as the CEO that you codify the mission. You've got to have that catalyzing statement that, that takes it and everybody understands exactly what that looks like. When you say double, double, this is the year of the double, double. We are going to double the impact and double the revenues. Everybody just rallied around that statement. And we saw what happened, Dr. Pete. Talk about taking the time, energy, focus, and money, all the limited resources of our organization. And we sharpened that spearhead to a such a point that we just rocked it, right? And we just exploded. So that was my biggest lesson coming out of just the positive environment of 2019. All that success and all that growth as a leader is codify the mission and make sure everybody knows what's important next. Yeah, it's so good. And, and I love as you're reflecting, I'm remembering you know, so many amazing things that had to happen. Like it doesn't happen by accident. When you sharpen a, a spear, as you were kind of talking about, it literally was like envisioning a spear getting sharpened. Like there's a process to that. You've got to take the time. You've got to find the right type of stone. You've got to make sure you, you know, there's just this whole process. So what we went through was a, a process that if you are not committed to the big vision, the ultimate vision, it might feel like a lot of work and it might be not worth the discomfort that it might cause. And you might just tend towards keeping your head down and your bum up and just keep doing what you've always been doing. But doc, you said things that were so profound for the CEOs listening today that docs, if you don't take time, if we don't, if, if we don't take time, 
we, t- we say it's slow down and speed up. It's slow down to speed up, right? So we had to slow down. It, it's crazy. We actually had to slow down to speed up, which what you heard was an acceleration, but there was a slow down to speed up. There was a discipline, right? We talk about the disciplines of execution. We talk about the productivity equation, which has four disciplines or four steps. And we went through those, which was planning and then preparing and then executing and assessing. And we continue to do that religiously. It's plan, prepare, execute, assess. We've been doing that through 2019 into 2020. And guess what happens when we get to 2020? We're like, man, this is going to be the greatest era ever. I actually had a very clear vision. I've shared this on this podcast. I've shared this on you know, the mindsets that I'm, I'm doing on Mondays. And I, I share, listen, we're entering a new era in chiropractic. This will be the greatest era in the history of chiropractic. This is where, where there's going to be an inflection point. And I believe there still will be. There absolutely will be. Here we are in the middle of 2020, right? We're in the middle of 2020. Who would have thought what would have happened happened? Well, what I witnessed in chiropractic and what I witnessed in the remarkable practice with the doctors, many of you who are listening today, is I saw doctors literally get punched in the face and then get freaking put in a headlock and then brought down to your knees and literally pinned. And I saw chiropractors get out of the freaking chokehold. And I watched them literally just get, get their self back up on their feet and start facing their enemy and their opponent once again. I watched it. And we're watching it happen right now. And so many of you have said, you know what? No, this, will not, this is not going to take us out. This will not take us down. And so many of you are in the fight. You're in the battle right now. And we watched as we rolled out the Phoenix plan. It was just an amazing thing to watch doctors rally around the fact that as healthcare providers, the weapon that was being used is a health condition. And we all have been trained and equipped to understand physiology and understand third tier healthcare. And we're watching and witnessing people around us and things happening. And we're just, it was appalling in many ways. And it was disappointing in so many ways. It was crazy in so many ways. There was all these emotions that we went through. The reality was, is we knew, and you know this, that you have been chosen and called for such a time as this in history. This is your time, Kairos. This, there's never been a more important time. It's not only a best, the best time to be a chiropractor, it's the most important time to be a chiropractor, to be a principled chiropractor, to be telling the truth, to be teaching the story. It's, there's never been a more important time to be, be great at becoming empathetic connectors. There's never been a more important time to create a true conversion. There's never been a more important time to create understanders. There's never been a more important time to have advocates in the community, never in history. So now is the time. So everything that we've been teaching in the remarkable practice for years, now it's come to us ahead in the spear and hopefully you've been sharpening your spear. Because what we've seen is that the doctors who've been sharpening their spear, sometimes you don't know what it's for. You just know, hey, we're going to go to battle sometime. And now it is. And all of a sudden the battle, we're in the middle of the battle. It's like, oh, this is what we trained for. This is what we've been training for. This is what we've been training our patients for. This is what we've been training our team for. This is what we've been listening to the podcast for. So we'd be ready when things come. And so we faced it in 2020. And it came pretty quick. We were off to a great start, man. It's like, wow, we're continuing. Yeah. Okay, let's take a quick break and talk about Cairo Matchmakers. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. 
Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Chiro Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. And it was an enemy that kind of snuck up on us too. It was like, I don't know. I mean, looking back to January, February, I mean, we were aware of what was like going on in China and like, look at that. And then, well, you know, of course, all the authorities like, ah, this is nothing America needs to worry about, right? And then it was, you know, us looking at Italy. And it was like, oh, well, look at that. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we knew, I mean, we know because we understand physiology, we understand nature, how viruses operate. We know what's going to happen. And I felt like we were like the only ones, meaning chiropractors, that like were looking at each other and being like, what, you know, don't they understand how viruses operate? Like this virus is, yeah, it's a novel virus, but you know, this is how, how viruses operate. There's going to be, it will be here and there'll be a, there'll be a period of time where we have a crescendo and then it'll plateau and then it'll decrescendo and, and then there'll be a resurgence. It's like, you know, this is how these things operate. But it was amazing to me to watch just how, you know, all of this was presented, you know, and, and of course, you know, I don't want to get too much into the quagmire of this thing, but, you know, it was a Pearl Harbor moment where we went from this peacetime, glorious prosperity, best economy in written history to all of a sudden blue skies went to gray, right? And all of a sudden it was no longer peacetime. And we made that shift from peacetime to wartime. Man, again, what a great exercise as a leader. You know, it was, we saw it coming. It was literally like, okay, here we go, right? So, by the end of first quarter, we were reeling. You know, it was that stunner. It was that nose punch that had everybody on their heels. And really, it was the combination of just that, you know, undeniable pain of the sting of that of the punch, but also the fear is really what gets everybody. When you go from the shock and awe sort of to more of a fear that paralyzed everybody, and there was like a standing around. Everybody's like, "How bad is this going to get? Where's this going?" But we didn't wait, man. We didn't wait. As leaders, we pivoted, right? So we immediately pivoted. And we, you know, it was a blessing that we had a live event that was forcing the function of like, we had to come to Jesus meeting as a, as a group and saying, okay, things are different now. We're not going to be able to do things the way we were doing it before, right? And that's what a leader does. A leader stops and says, purpose of my business is to solve a problem for people. That's why I exist, right? So it's like, if we're not going to be able to solve a problem, if we're not going to be able to deliver value the way we traditionally do it, what do we, we've got two choices. We either stop delivering value and stop serving our purpose and existing as a business, or we pivot and we make a change and we change not why we deliver our services, but how we deliver our services. And that's what we did. And, you know, so immediately we, you know, we released the Phoenix plan, which was, you know, hey, the big shift from strategic leadership, you know, to tactical leadership from that peacetime to wartime leadership is a big change. It was literally instead of asking and Socratic and unearthing and a creative process, all of a sudden we were in this really highly tactical and practical, stop doing this, start doing that. We go from asking to telling. And I was hoping that really our listeners were picking up on that straight away. It's like, please model what we're doing because it works. It's effective. It's no longer about asking. Great leaders in war don't ask questions. They bark out commands. Right? It's like, stop doing this, start doing that. In fact, you've been trained to respond to these commands. This is what I want you to focus on now. This is what's important now. This is what will be important next. And man, what a magnificent experience for us, not just you know to watch how our inside team 
pivoted and responded to that just so beautifully. I mean, to see how our clients trusted us and received it. That's what was the most beautiful part to me. There was a trust. You know, we, we showed up and we're like, okay, new plan. Crumple up the other plan. We're at war now. Stop doing that. Start doing this. And it was focus on stabilize your business. Then it'll be about reactivating your practice and then your patients. And then it'll be about mobilization. But right now, let's focus on stabilizing the business. And man, our remarkables were just that. They were remarkable. They immediately implemented because good ideas are great. Implementation's everything, right? Peter Drucker taught us something close to that. And at the end of the day, they, you know, we look back now after this 90 days have, you know, is up, man, they came out of this gloriously, right? So most of our doctors, and we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of our doctors around the world are back to pre-COVID levels, if not having best months ever already, which is just incredible. It, it is incredible. And we want to celebrate you as you're, as you're listening for all of you who are doing this. You know, we say that the difference between, you know, knowing is in doing. So doing the work, doing what, what needs to be done. You know, one of my big takeaways, you know, celebrating you as leaders, you know, today, for those of you who are listening, you know, to this podcast, we want to celebrate you for who you are being and, and for what you're doing. And one of my big takeaways, Doc, from this time, this came out of you know, my morning routine. So I do a uh, my morning routine is very sacred to me, and I spend quite a bit of time in meditation and prayer and writing. You know, I, I received this very, very specific framework for leadership, and it was three very specific questions to answer as a leader every day. These are the three questions that I got, and this came during COVID. So this came out of the, you know, the punch in the gut season, right? And you're, you're responding, and you find yourself like crumpling up the old and plan and going with a new plan, and you're like all right, here we go, you know, and, and just going after it almost blindly, but just seeing like one step in front of the other, just one, what's the next step? Just take one next step, you know? And it was three questions. And the first question is, how are you being? That was the first question was, how are you being? The second question was, what are you seeing? And the third question, who are you serving? So those are the three questions that I was, were posed to me during my meditation time. And it really rocked me because we, I love leadership. I love, you know, reading about leadership and asking and people in leadership to help me and mentor and all that stuff. I've always pursued that. Those three questions transformed my perception during that time because I realized that there's two answers to each one of the questions. And the answer to the first question, you know, how are you being was you're either being somebody who's on offense or you're being somebody who's on defense. And when you think about extrapolate that question to your patient base and you think about when COVID hit and everything was going on, you had patients taking one of two paths, an offensive path or a defensive path. And you had the same as a business owners and leaders. And the reality was, is that there was an invitation to us. And I believe there's always an invitation for us to take an offensive position. And the quote that we always say is focus where you have influence and your influence will grow. So taking an offensive position is actually identifying the fact that you have an influence, focusing on the things that you do know, and doing the things that you should be doing. That's being an offensive person. That's playing offense. It's identifying where is my influence. I'm going to focus my energy there. What do I know? I'm going to focus on that. What can I do? I'm going to do that because what you should be doing is what you can do, right? That's an offensive position. I'm not going to get into the defensive side, but that's the opposite. The second question, which is, who, what am I seeing? 
you either see opportunity or you see problem. You see opportunity or you see problem. One of the things I quote I had on my wall in my, my practice was, we don't treat people based on their history, based on their destiny. In other words, everything you brought in here, you're going to go ahead and leave it because you're starting a new story today. And I love that. I love that because we take their history, right? So what we do is we literally take their history and we say, that's history. It's important. I listen to it. But let's talk about your brighter future. And that was one of the big things that I love about what we get to do in, in our space of chiropractic because we don't medicate we actually remove the interference. And that's a beautiful story that we get to help people rewrite their stories real time in our businesses every single day. What a great honor. So what are you seeing? Do you see the opportunity or do you see the problem? When somebody comes in, do you see the problem, the long list of medications and family history and bop, bop, bop? Or do you see God's amazing healing power inside the body and I move the bone, God does the healing and all of this? Like, what do you see? Do you see the amazing intelligence of the body? Do you see how this amazing design by design to heal Right? Do you see that? Because if you're obsessed with seeing that, I'll tell you, the people will be like, I don't really know, but whatever he sees, I want that. Like, I want to see that. And I want that to be my, my story. Right? So what you see, you see the opportunity, you see the problem. And then the third is, who are you serving? And this is very simple, but it's very profound. And I believe that it really tells the story. You either serve others or you serve yourself. You either serve others or you serve yourself. And here's what I, what I saw. There was a thread. When you take a defensive position, that's, if that's how you're being, then what you see is you see problems and who you serve is yourself. But when you take an offensive position, what you see is opportunity and who you serve is others. And that to me was what changed radically during this time of COVID. So good, man. Lights bright, right? So when a crisis like this hits... It forces you to make a decision. Hey, man, you got to choose and not choosing is a choice. (laughs) So if you're not choosing, you're by default taking on the defensive role. You have to choose the offensive role, right? So you have to say, okay, so I'm going to take action on what? Right. And that's where, you know, John Demartini puts it so beautifully. When, when you focus on your area of influence, your influence grows. When you focus on the things that you can't influence, your influence shrinks, man. That is such a CEO to be able to bring that to their team in a time of crisis. It's, it really puts it in perspective because instead of like denying the fact that, Hey, you know what? There's a bit of a shit storm going on all around us. You, you can't deny it or you lose credibility. You, as a leader, people aren't going to follow you if you're like, if you're making pretend that everything's hunky dory, you know, that's not what you do as a great leader in times of, of adversity. You recognize the adversity, but you say to yourself and to your team, okay, so I recognize that there's things that are going on that, that they're not the way we'd have them. There's, there, there's challenges, there's trouble, there's problems, right? There's a catastrophe. Where do we have influence? What do we have influence on? Because if we focus on the things that we can't, we can't influence, our influence will shrink. Whereas if we stop and say, where do we have influence in that situation? Let's direct all of our time, energy, focus, and money towards those things where we do have influence. That influence will grow. Man, that's great leadership in that moment, Dr. Pete. I love that. You know, and that's lesson learned. That was a muscle we all got to flex and frankly, I mean, I saw it. I saw it demonstrated inside our Remarkable Practice team, but also by our clients outside of us. Super proud of that. It's just 
at the end of the day, there were some things we absolutely could influence. You know, the relationships that we were building, you know, during that first stage of care was all about stabilizing those relationships, right? So it was about investing in relationships. Like Dan Sullivan puts it, instead of focusing on commerce, focus on relationships in times of crisis like that. And we taught everybody to do that and they did it just beautifully. Then it was doubling back like Navy SEALs and not leaving anybody behind, recognizing those are your people and great leaders don't leave anybody behind. You go back and you go get them, right? So that whole reactivation, it was the theme of that was go get your people, double back and go get your people, right? So man, just systematizing that and giving our team that to focus on. We have influence there. Let's go and be a bright light for those people that are lost in the darkness. And then now we switch. We switch gears into mobilization, which is where that door just started to crack open. The daylight started to peer back in and we kicked that door open and we spilled back out into our community actually and virtually digitally and getting the message out to people of third tier healthcare, right? So to lead with this conversation that no one was having, to be able to say, listen, everybody's talking about the first two tiers of healthcare the lowest tier of healthcare, which is the treatment of disease. Let's just wait for everybody to get sick and we'll treat people who are sick and try to hopefully keep them from dying, right? And then there's the second tier of healthcare, which is the prevention of disease, which is, you know, let's uh, practice the, these best practices of washing our hands and social distancing and hide at home, stay away from each other, right? So hope and pray, you know, those acts of prevention, that's the big idea there is to try to keep people safe, right? So the key to those things and recognizing those things is albeit they're necessary and they're appropriate, they're not the whole story because they have nothing to do with the strength of the host. And what we did was we encouraged all of our community of doctors to change the conversation. It was time to change the conversation to where we have influence, to be able to say, listen, we don't have any influence on the strength of the virus. And we have total influence over the strength of the host. So let's change the conversation. Let's take back control. Let's take back influence and let's equip our people. Number one, let's empower them with the truth. Then let's equip them with the strategy. Start doing this and stop doing that, right? Let's shift the conversation. Let's focus on the strength of the host where we have huge influence. Man, what an opportunity. What an honor. What a privilege. This is a blue ocean strategy for chiropractors. And I hope that they recognize that there's never been a time like this. You know, when we start looking at what the outside in world is suggesting, the new normal is in front of us, right? So I don't know if you've been out in the world, Dr. Pete, I try to avoid it as much as possible right now. But when you go out into the world with the masks and the social distancing and kids with plastic screens around them in schools, and you know, that it's not a very attractive, it's not a very pleasant or a very easy thing to do, right? The outside in way of life right now is really hard. It's really difficult right? And it's, it's very unattractive, right? So for the first time in history, in the 125 years of chiropractic history, for the first time, living inside out is actually easier than living outside in. And it's something that we have got to celebrate and we've got to make sure that we increase the awareness around that. Living inside out is easier than living outside in for the first time ever. Outside in used to be, oh yeah, you know, just sit around, eat whatever you want, don't work out, watch TV, pop your pills. If you get chronic disease, we'll just manage them through, you know, pharmacology, right? You can just, yeah, oh, it's a chronic disease, no problem. We'll just manage your sickness. It got away from even curing problems. Let's just manage your disease. Let's manage your sickness, right? And of course, that those prescription slips, which I love to call permission slips, just giving people permission to keep living the lifestyle that's killing them. And they could procrastinate it all they wanted, kicking that can down the road until this badass virus came to town, 
right? And what ends up happening is this chronic disease that they used to procrastinate around and treat with medication has now become an acute crisis. They have a target on their chest, right? So this has created a massive shift and a massive panic, right? And what are we going to do with that panic? Because frankly, Dr. Pete, I don't think people have taken this seriously enough. I don't think people are taking this whole thing seriously enough because one thing we know is there's going to be another COVID. There's going to be a COVID-20, COVID-21, whatever they're going to call it. There's going to be another one coming down the pipe, right? We already see the, you know, the, the resurgence of this. We know that there's going to be a flu season. We, kn- we know that it's coming. And if it's not this year, next year, the following year, there's going to be another badass virus coming to town. And I'm hoping that chiropractors will take this opportunity to change the conversation and make sure that they get their people focusing not on the badass virus, but for them to be the badass human being that is fully equipped to deal with this virus and the next novel virus that comes to town. So good, Doc. And as we wrap up, I mean, just listening to you, you know, there's such a a level of encouragement that I'm hearing uh, coming from you. And for, for so many of us docs that, as docs just said, now is the time. Now is your time. They unfortunately, uh, if people don't get the message though, they're just going to continue, you know, down the same slippery slope like BJ talks about, you know, like a subluxation to one man, that's a small thing. But when you accumulate that over a, a community, a city, a nation, a world. And so we know that, you know, we are the ones who have the third tier healthcare message. We've been given that message. We've received it. And BJ again talked about being a sacred trust. We've been entrusted with this. And that's again, that that law of dominion that talks about that demonstrate the capacity to, to manage well that which you have been trusted with. And so we've been trusted with the message. So let's be leaders who demonstrate the capacity to do that. And so I want to leave you with just an action step on this, our anniversary episode. And it, it happens to fall right at the beginning of, I believe it's the third quarter. So we're, we've come through as doc, Dr. Steven said, you know, the goal at the end of 2020 is to not to, you know, not shrink too much during Q2 of 2020. That's going to be the, you know, the end in mind, you know, that we made it through Q2. And so we're now on the other side. So I don't know where your business is and where you find yourself, but I'm going to encourage you to do a board meeting. We, we encourage all of our doctors and we coach and train this in remarkable practice to do a board meeting. And one of the things I would love for you to do in your board meeting with your team is to look back over Q2. And I would love for you to celebrate with your team. Where did you win? And where did you learn? It's absolutely important to look back to assess what happened in Q2. And as a leader of your organization, it's very important to, like Stockdale talks about, identify the brutal facts. But at the same time, we always hold faith. So even in the midst of the brutal facts, as we look back on what happened to our business, what happened to our community, what happened to our team, what happened during these past you know, 90 days, this past quarter of Q2, as you reflect back, I encourage you to do this in your board meeting, to look back over the past quarter. And to identify where did we win and what did we learn? And ask your team to share with you and with each other, where did we win and what did we learn? Because you're going to be amazed by the amazing, by the profound insights that even your team members have. And they need to hear from you. Where did we win? What did we learn? And then cast vision for this third quarter and cast vision for fourth quarter and cast vision for where we're going from here. Leaders, this is the time that we rise up. This is the time. So I encourage you as we enter into the second half of 2020 to have your eyes fixed on where you're going from here, to be strengthened, to be encouraged, to know that, you know what, two things, we win and we learn. So I encourage you to do that. And I want to, again, thank you for being an amazing listener to our podcast and look forward to joining you again 
next week as we continue the conversation. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.